Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On at Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about the brand new show that they have announced, Behind the Attraction. We'll be talking about Monsters at Work moving over to Wednesdays, Black Widow coming to Disney Plus. Plus, we're going to be talking about all of this week's Disney Plus originals, including Loki and The Bad Batch and much more. If you haven't already done so, make sure you subscribe either on YouTube or on the audio platforms like Spotify or iTunes. And you can also help support the podcast from as little as $2 a month. And doing so, you help support the channel in terms of paying for all the hosting and software that we use. Um, so a big thank you to our members, including um, Sarah for being executive level. We've also got Andrew, Jacob, Caleb, Red Mars Man, Andrew, Cody, Darren, The Juice, Lester, Lauren, and James. While over on the YouTube, we've got um, Amit, Amy, Angels, or Amy's Army. Uh, Raphael, Bad Dog Gamer, My VCR Still Works, Bina, Joshua, Adam, Dawn, Martin, Jeremy, and Sarah. Thank you for all of your support. Um, with that, you do get early access to some episodes. So, like for example, this week they've had early access to our Monsters Inc. review, which will be going up for everybody on Sunday. Um, they've also been able to suggest some movies that we're going to be watching in the future. And also, we do have a weekly QA on YouTube, which uh, everyone can ask questions for. On to that, let's now jump into the show. Um, so the first big kind of announcement really of the week was uh, a new documentary series called Behind the Attraction will be coming on at July the 16th. This will be um, a 10 episode series developed by The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, and um, it's gonna be all about theme park attractions, going behind the scenes, showing us all what's going on. Um, so there's gonna be, as I said, 10 episodes all dropping on the same day on the 16th and we'll be looking at Jungle Cruise, Haunted Mansion, Star Tours, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, the Castles, the Disneyland Hotel, Space Mountain, It's a Small World, Trains, Trams and Monorails and the Hall of Presidents. Um, so this one there'll also be interviews with um, Imagineers, there's also gonna be some footage with Walt Disney. Um, I'm really excited about this, I mean we are both big um, theme park nerds, what did you think of this one? Yeah, I'm definitely excited for this. Um, it feels like maybe a logical successor to that um, that one that came at launch on Disney Plus, the Imagineering story, uh, which was one of the highlights of the launch titles. Obviously, I expect this to not be the same tone. It's going to be yeah. much more attraction oriented. But some of the best bits from the Imagineering story were talking about the behind the scenes stuff. Uh, creation stories, how they got the ideas for stuff, uh, what challenges they encountered, which caused the rides to change in ways that, you know, we're now familiar with, but they weren't ex supposed to be. And of course, I mean, the rock being involved is always going to be fun, no matter how you spend yeah. that. Well, I think obviously with the, with the Jungle Cruise, with the movie coming out, it made a lot more sense for them to kind of maybe explore that a little bit. I mean, this is one of those things of where it could be really good or it could be really bland. This is the problem with for me with this um, special. If they go into a little bit of detail, give us you know something a little bit more juicy, that would be great. You know, and they talk about the problems and all this. So if it just becomes a fluff piece, it can then quickly become this is just an advert for Disneyland. <laughs> right. Um, that's where the, there is a line, and some I you know sometimes Disney can't quite see that line. They get a little bit too carried away. They they can be good about it, and sometimes they can definitely go into the oh it's the greatest attraction of all time space mountain yeah it had some problems when it launched but now it's space mountain and it's amazing and i'd love to see them talk about the transformation of it into hyperspace mountain they didn't call that out in the press release but that would be cool um 
no, I want to hear about the problems. I want to hear about the things they had to overcome, but I also want to hear the cool little behind the scenes stories. Yeah. You know, like we had that Imagineering story where uh, the Matterhorn's got that giant wall that all the, yeah. the ride employees signed. That's a cool little nugget. It, yeah. It's not going to influence influence me one way or another to go on the ride, but it, it adds a nice little bit of extra Disney magic to it. I see. I'm, it's like the ones like the Disneyland Hotel. Now I've never stayed at the Disneyland Hotel because um, well, I know when I looked into it, I mean, it was quite expensive. It's wicked expensive. Um, but I have stayed at the Disneyland Hotel in Hong Kong Disneyland. So I have stayed in, and that was a bit more like, um, I think it was a bit more like the contemporary over in uh, Walt Disney World. And I've stayed at some different um, uh, resort hotels all over the place. And I really enjoyed So I'm, that one could be quite cool. The castles one, I, I mean, love the castles. You can't, who doesn't love the castles? And there are lots of differences. Um, and I don't think sometimes we, people know that. I mean, especially, you know, Hong Kong's just gone through a massive change. Shanghai is enormous. The Paris one is beautiful. And the Disneyland one is the original one, but it's also absolutely tiny. <laughs> that is the thing that most people forget to mention about the Disneyland one, especially if it's not the first Disney park that you've been to. Even if you've gone to Walt Disney World down in Florida, you're like, oh, the castle, it's big, it's majestic. You can see it from all over the park. And then you get to Disneyland, it's like, my height, my house might be bigger than this, you know. Uh, I do really remember, is, yeah, I do remember being very just generally underwhelmed when I saw the castle for the first time. I was going, ah, because by then I'd already seen um Tokyo's, I'd already seen uh Disney World, I'd seen Paris, and then like, well, and then I mean, after after you see Shanghai, I mean, that thing is a monster part <laughs> of a castle. I'm very much looking forward to seeing the one in Tokyo. I know very little about that one. I will say the other one that I've been to uh, is Paris. I, I love beautiful, that they've got the, the, it is a beautiful castle. I love they got the dragon in the basement that you can go down and visit. Uh, yeah. That's a fun little touch. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's just going to be cool. Um, we've also got all the trams and stuff as well, which I think will be a lot of fun. Well, like the, like the trams and the trains and the monorails. Oh, and, you know, uh, and yeah. And as we know, Disney himself loved all of those little transportation things, especially the trains. So yeah, getting to see the development process, uh, how they continue to modify them over the years. Cause I think we're on like iteration six or seven at this yeah. point um, and keeping it true to what Disney wanted, uh, but also keeping it modern and something that people mm. want to explore now. Um, I normally like riding the train, just do, do a single cycle. It's a good cool down, get off your feet for, for a little while and see a little, small show in the process not really yeah, a show, but you know yeah I mean. I mean it's it's also it's, it's never been something i use as a way of like getting around the park it was always just like i've done it a few times i think in, in disney world i mean i generally you know when you're going around the park you kind of just sort of move from wherever you are to whatever you're doing but i have used it in the past sometimes but it's, it's the monorail the monorail to me was always the end of, that was when you were at disney it was when you got there and you got on the monorail and i just remember i think as a kid like that was so I'd never seen a monorail before. Yeah. And I, in my mind, monorails are things that you have in Disney. That's what I saw. You know, I've seen them in Seattle, but it's, it's, it's a Disney thing. Um, and the one in, and just, I've been on the one in, um, obviously in like in Tokyo as well. Um, had to use one there. Um, but it's definitely a cool thing. I think of, and even just the trams again on the ones I've, especially in the car park, the ones at Disney world, where you then, you know, that was always a thing I remember as a kid of getting on the tram and, you know, Draped in, and then it was you got the tram and then you had to get on the monorail and then you had to get it was like yeah. a, it was half a, it was a 45 minute trek across equipment just to get to the actual you know a it, park 
it's funny as a kid i loved the monorail i loved the trams uh both at disneyland and disney world but now as an adult when i go to disney world i will do everything that i can to avoid going on the monorail uh I will go to one of the resorts that that has like the boat, so I do not yeah. have to go on the monorail because it's so much nicer. Is if, if it's quiet, if it's packed, it's a bit less. Well, so to be clear, I'm not talking about the ferry uh, yeah. that goes between. Although I do prefer taking the ferry over the monorail. Um, one of the hotels on at Disney World has a direct boat connect. Uh, it's yeah. the Wilderness Wilderness Lodge. Uh, there's probably right. a couple others as well. My friend is a DVC member. Uh, so when I get to go down with them, we stay at the Wilderness Lodge, and it's so much more, so much nicer than the All Stars, which is what I normally stay at. But they have yeah. the direct boat, and it's so nice. And if you if you time it right, uh, you can either leave the park or go to the park right when the fireworks are going, and you get mm. just a, a great view. Uh, but there's a reason I go to the All Stars when I'm going by myself because it is not a cheap hotel. Yeah, it's um, yeah, All Stars is All Stars. I mean, it's we've done it before. It's we literally we were only talking last night about maybe a possible fit uh, we're like but we're gonna go for like a villa but it's yeah so i mean for us it's just this constant thing that you know it, it's always it, there's always a trip percolating so for this show for me definitely in definitely gonna love to check all these ones out um but there's just so much about this series that the trouble is this is the thing is because we are we have we go a lot and we've watched stuff on it, it does mean that then our expectations for these shows can be a little bit higher because we're wanting something more than just a trailer. You know, <laughs> I think, like, right. yeah, we know that, you know, it's like, yeah, you know that we're just going on the ride kind of thing. <laughs> it is, of course, important to remember, though, that there are a lot of people who just need the trailer, yeah. though. Um, yeah. We are part of a Disney podcast. Obviously, we are much more in Disney. We go to the parks much more frequently than most people go to the parks. For a lot of people, it's, you know, a very very special event that you only do very very rarely and the trailers are what you need to go this is the ride i want to do oh that that doesn't look very interesting we'll skip that one you know that kind of thing uh but i agree i want i want the juicy details i want yeah. behind the scenes i want to learn things about these rides yeah no, it's definitely cool. and I'm, I'm glad they're kind of focusing on some of the uh, the one of the actual hall of presidents is one i'm probably because this is one attraction i've never done in, I have like, never done. That. And I, it's like it's just never been on my list of things to do. And yeah, other than the um, the most recent president going in there causing some issues, there's been this kind of thing of going, just like yeah, no, I've just like it would be uh, just something we never went on. It was just never, never an attraction that um, I a I don't think I even knew it existed as a kid. It was just always something that you just walk past, and that was the thing sometimes with Disney. And I just remember my. Uh, sister-in-law came back from like a like Epcot and goes, well there was no attractions there was no rights to do because they'd hidden they hide all the door all the entrances so she just walked around the lake and like and like, you sure <laughs> I remember as a kid I thought Epcot was the most boring place on the planet and mm. as an adult I'm like no Soren is there and Mission Space is there and the test track is there and I love doing the circuit around the worlds and it's a lot of fun but as a kid you're like yeah where is everything uh the one that I didn't know exists well, Hall of Presidents was one. The other one was the uh, the 
country bears. Oh, country bear jamboree. I had no idea that that was there. I know that the, they would stand outside it and they do the little dance and they try to usher people in. Never clicked with me that there was actually a show there. Yeah. I finally saw it one day and I was like, oh, well, it was fun. It was fun yeah, to do it, it once. It, it, it is fun. It's so one of those things as well. Of, um, yeah, there's so many attractions. I mean, they are really kind of going, I think they're kind of hitting all the big ones. Um, but this is a series that they have, they could do for years. They could just keep doing it because... There are so many attractions. They're building new ones all the time and they can kind of just keep expanding it. But that's definitely what I'm looking forward to. I'm, I'm also interested as a last thought on it. Um, they mentioned the transformation of the Tower of Terror into yeah. the Guardian's Mission Breakout. It, that's a nice little change in the series. Rather than mm-hmm. building a new ride, uh, taking a ride, adapting it and turning mm-hmm. it into something new and still having it feel new. Uh, yeah. so I'm very interested to see what they did with that. Yeah, well, I'm hoping like next year, when I, if I can get out to um, California, um, that I do want to go on that ride and see what that one's like. Um, I have been on Tower Terror a couple of times, but I, the last time I went to Florida, I did actually just go. You know what? Now I'm, I, I've done it before. I, I don't need to do that one again. Um, I, but I, I will uh, do. I will do Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy because I want to see you know, what they, so it's the kind of thing of like, yeah, I wouldn't be looking forward to it, but I do want to see it. And I, it wouldn't stop me from doing it. But I was like, I have so someone and go. <laughs> I, I had a friend who was obsessed with the Tower of Terror and we were in um, Disney World. We spent literally an entire day going back and forth between Tower of Terror and the Aerosmith Rock and oh, Roller yeah. Coaster. Um, and this was like Christmas time when the parks were still not, just like yeah. packed you around so we could just go back and forth and there was no line i think we did both of them like 10 or 11 times in that one day mm. and i've been good ever since i don't feel much desire to go on either, i think honestly like, i don't think i hope last time we went because they were still building galaxy's edge and 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 the toy toy uh story area so like there was only like two attractions in the park uh, right, so it was right. a bit like the queues were just horrendous for them but nevertheless so that one's going to be one coming on um, the 16th of july we also got a brand new trailer for monsters at work um they did also announce that this one is going to be shifting dates it's been delayed instead of the second of july it'll be coming out on the seventh and they're going to be the new way as they said wednesdays are the new friday so it's going to be moving to a wednesday slot um so we're going to get low-key for two wednesdays with monsters at, at work um and then also kind of interconnected with the wednesday move um black widow is also up for pre-order um that will be coming out on in was at the 9th of july on the friday and you can pre-order it if you're in the u.s internationally they don't do the pre-orders though as i've said before um don't pre-order it just keep you holding your money till you do it. pre-order it the night before why give disney any interest why you know I, it's a little bit on the lines of you're pre-ordering a digital product yeah it's, i was gonna i was gonna say there is absolutely no reason to order a pre-order uh, yeah. pre-order a digital product and that applies to movies video games books well i mean uh, a video game at least, at least downloads maybe in advance but like that's yeah, plus there's no real benefit um so yeah so that's uh, maybe you know order on the, the day before that you should be fine but um the interesting thing as well is that's also been stated to be coming to disney plus on a wednesday the 7th of october so there seems to be a shift developing of wednesdays i'm not a huge surprise because loki was a massive success on um, this past week i don't know if that necessarily the day change had anything to do with it but they are starting to shift some of their big shows onto a wednesday um rather than the friday they might have felt like maybe they've got too much on a friday which i think is really the real reason for it but wednesdays are gonna start being a big day for new stuff which is interesting 
Yep. Um, as I mentioned previously, I would have preferred if they moved the less important stuff to Wednesday and kept the important stuff on Friday, but they've decided their plan and cool. Uh, it'll be a lot easier to have these things separated throughout the week. <laughs> to be, uh, not just selfishly for the podcast, but just in general, not feeling that pressure that you you've got to watch like six different shows all dropping on the same day. No, you can go, I'm going to watch Loki. I'm going to watch monsters at work. And then on Friday, I'll check out big shot or whatever um, we've got coming up here in the near future. Cause I genuinely believe now we're in a point now with Disney plus where you are getting more than one episode of a Disney plus original a week. And you're pretty much getting one new original every single week. Um, so therefore, shifting out one of your biggest shows off to a different day, I think is very important. And I feel like, you know, I mean, we've got, we've been having three or four shows dropping every single week. And you do have that thing of like, what is going to get all the attention? What's going to get it all? And it's like now, you know, if you had like Loki and Bad Bats dropping on the same day, you got to make a choice. Now I'm sure most of us will pick Loki, which instantly then impacts Bad Batch. And where you go back and all the rest of it. So they're like separate. And also Disney Plus is at a point now where it looks better to start spreading it out a little bit. You know, it looks like you're getting more, you know, and especially for us here internationally now with all the star originals, it's becoming even more jam-packed because, you know, we're getting sometimes, and in Australia, it's even even more stuff they're getting because they get um, shows like Station 19 and Grey's Anatomy and Family Guy and Bob's Burgers. And we're starting to get all the Disney Channel stuff and there's going to be National Geographic stuff t- coming in at some point. You know, we're getting to the point of multiple shows. So moving some of this stuff around a little bit, spreading it out, I don't think it's a bad idea. You know, we've been very focused on Fridays for the last 18 months. Yeah, now we've got a little bit longer to percolate on some of those shows, which I don't, I don't, I don't really see it as a bad thing. If it helps, you know just people be able to watch stuff a bit faster and so as well because that's the other problem you know you might be a fan of bad batch and loki but you you don't want spoilers so you try and watch one first ultimately unfortunately it's like the internet you've kind of got to either watch them as fast as you can or set up filters or just not go on it but at least this way it sort of helps separate them out a little bit and i think you know when we start getting some multiple shows dropping at once some big shows you're going to need to want this um yeah yeah, I was just going to say, or you could just drop social media entirely and it gets rid of a lot of that uh, mm. worry about seeing things. But um, I know for a lot of people, that's not practical. There are um, plugins for the browsers that you yeah. can download and say, uh, block out all references to Loki, block out all references to Bad Batch. And then you can put in other terms like um, Wrecker and Hunter and mm. stuff like that. So you get. Yeah, I think, but, I mean, yeah. I think a lot of, it's a kind of, it's a tricky situation because. Ultimately, as well, it was like, like once you've seen it, do you then want, you know, are you then jumping on social media then to talk about it? And it's like, it's that like catch 22. Um, we generally have a rule we like with our Facebook and stuff where we go two days or, you know, we kind of do the, um, it's a little, we always kind of had Friday to Monday because that was what Disney did. And now, of course, then they changed to Wednesdays and going, well, that's now kind of moved it to Friday. So it's a, it's a little bit shorter period, but um Going through to Monday would be just five days would just be no chance for Loki. Yeah. I mean, I would have, I would say I'm not in the Facebook group, obviously. So I don't really have, I don't have to worry about the moderating, but um, I would have said, let the Wednesday shows be on Saturday because I still feel even if it's debuting on Wednesday, there's going to be a lot of people who aren't going to have the chance to see it until Friday. But um, I mean, it's it's, ultimately. Yeah. yeah, It's ultimately, I mean, we've, we've, we've had a lot of discussions over it and it's just that kind of thing of you can't please everybody. 
that is yeah that is what it ultimately yeah, comes it, down it, to it all comes down to but it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see all how all this works out and um, we also got a trailer this past week of ron's gone wrong which is going to be coming out in october in cinemas this is a new animation um from 20th century studios so this will ultimately um be on disney plus internationally much quicker than it will be um in the u.s due to the hbo deal which at least is end next year but um it's kind of what did you think of that trailer because it definitely looks a bit odd uh odd is a good way of thinking about it <laughs> unimpactful maybe another one um i wasn't particularly overwhelmed by it uh and th- that might be because i watched a robot movie on netflix mm-hmm. not that long ago which was a very obvious ripoff of uh mm-hmm. big hero six some kind of like not in a robot vibe at the moment but i don't know i felt like even the trailer was just let's let's hit all the check boxes but not do anything special with them now obviously it's only a two minute trailer there's a lot we don't see but as it it, it did not in, enthuse me for this movie and the thing is well you know with the series of that movie we're gonna have to do it along the lines of the, the robot gets it out and starts talking to real kids which then means he doesn't need the robot because you know as much as it is he can't just befriend a robot and not in the other friends and all the friends and realize that they actually need each other rather than devices, which like, it's, it's a good story to tell. Um, but it, it did look a little bit like it didn't quite blow. It didn't block definitely didn't blow my socks off it, but it, it kind of, it looks a bit of fun. It looks a bit of fun. I, I suspect that you can probably predict how the majority of this mm. movie will go just from the trailer. Um, the big obvious thing will be since the robot itself is defective, you're going to learn that, well, maybe the robot or the person that is weird isn't actually all that weird. And it's all the people who are conforming and have the exact same robot that are missing out on something. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can, you can pretty much see where this yeah. is going. So that one, that one looks good. Um, kind of look at it. And go, I do. You do look at that and go, all right. So you're releasing that, but not Luca. Okay, you know, <laughs> a little bit of lines of like, um, yeah. So I mean, Luca just looks at a different level to kind of um, uh, Ron's gone wrong, but and it might I be the game. Might, might again be the 20th century rules and or, you know what they've got in place with that one. Um, that said, definitely looking yeah. forward to Luca quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, literally like a week away, so that's that's mm-hmm. pretty cool for that one. Um, moving on from there. Um, this past week, obviously, we had the first episode of Loki, which we'll go into it in a minute. Um, but also, I got to he- head up to London um, for a special event um, at the tape. Um, and we got to watch the first episode. We got to watch it on a massive, great big blue tesseract in the middle of the of this of this room. It all been done out with like the uh, time variance authority logos all over the place. We all had like clear plastic chairs and we were all separated in our little groups by you know a meter or three feet and little sticks and stuff and we all had to wear face masks and we all had to put our phones in bags when we went in and you know seal them up um and there was a little like uh sort of area for a few of the celebrities that had been there taking photographs they had a big loki sign i'm like i really want to have a photo there but um there's some fans there that were um from cosplay you know they were all dressed up as cosplay because i got up to the building and i'm like like okay, so what? Or, you know, I didn't really know what to expect because it's the first time I've ever been to anything like this. And they're like, oh, there's a whole load of people dressed up. That we weren't supposed to tell anybody. <laughs> it's like, what's going on? Here? So I'm like, they go, oh no, they're going in. And what? Also, they invited 40 NHS um, staff from the nearby hospital who'd been like, um, I think they'd been like helping out with the like the medi cinema thing that they have over here, where they kind of go to uh, hospitals with a little mini cinema 
and kind of show it to sick kids and stuff. So that was really nice. And, you know, you know, everyone got to clap for the carers and that was just a really nice touch of just like making it much more relaxed a little bit in some ways I found because, you know, that was great. So we watched the first episode. I mean, it's just weird watching it on a big screen. I'm going to be honest, having not been to like a big, a load of brown people for two years, it did feel a little bit weird. Um, you know, I'm double vaccinated, so I did. I knew I was fine, but it was a little bit of me like going, "Oh, there's people in a room," and um, you know, it was great. And watching watching it on a screen, and obviously people reacting. Tom then came out, and um, uh, Tom Hiddleston, uh, yeah, Tom Hiddleston came out, and we had a, a special Q and A with. Um, so they got to put a few questions on um, Twitter, and he kind of responded to them. Um, he then introduced Sophia. Um, to us all as well they she took spoke for a little bit um they're probably on the stage for like uh, five ten minutes and stuff he took some selfies and things with um like from afar like an ellen kind of thing and you know it was fantastic and then he said oh you do want to watch the second episode so we all got to watch the second episode um so that's obviously coming this wednesday i don't want to go into any spoilers on that one um but this, I also did an event in london in um, la as well which had owen wilson and kevin feige and then tom like did a video chat in and they also did um, fan events in other countries as well around the world, but I don't think anyone actually um, was able to turn up. Obviously, with Tom being Tom and Sophia being in the UK with all the travel restrictions and stuff, they did the event here. It was an amazing experience. I can't say how angry I was for Disney to invite me. It was it was incredible. I'll be honest. It was so weird watching a show, watching it on the screen. And it, I I mean I did I watched it on Wednesday again um, because it was a little bit like you know sometimes of like. Like just what being around people was weird. The whole thing, you know, we said about like not going to the cinema for a while, you know, free guy. And then like literally like, oh, we're going to this event. And it was just, it did feel a bit strange being around people. I'm glad, you know, we all had masks on and, you know, they were quite strict of like keeping everybody apart and stuff. And, you know, you had to leave in order and they'll come and get you. Um, but it was just, it was an amazing experience and just nice for them to kind of, this was like the first, event in the UK since Disney Plus launched because we've just been in lockdown since it launched so there's like nothing has actually happened physically um so it was just kind of that thing of like that feeling of like you know having little premieres and like getting back to some kind of normality of the normal cycle um but yeah it was certainly a, a fantastic experience and definitely one I'm always going to remember because that's like you know um just like and it was I tell you what just weird just getting out getting out of town just getting on a train and going somewhere <laughs> like it's just like after what, 18 months of you know barely going more than like 10 miles from my house it was quite an experience just to get out like walking on the riverbank and going oh i'm out <laughs> <laughs> i i haven't yet had that experience i i've been on a plane um yeah, yeah which yeah. Uh, not an experience i would necessarily yeah. recommend even in non-covid times yeah. uh with the current state of the airline industry however i will admit i am uh, dreadfully jealous of you being able to go to this <laughs> event. That sounds like so much fun. Um, yeah, I I will be going to a movie theater for Black Widow. Um, we didn't mention this part when you were talking about it earlier, but uh, tickets are also on sale yeah. in the U.S. if you want to see it in theaters. I picked one up this morning or yesterday morning. Uh, so I will be seeing it on the Thursday because the midnight launch at 5 p.m. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I got tickets for that. And that will be my probably my first proper, like, social yeah. random people gathering event yeah. uh, i think and early july well this is it. i mean um yeah things will move i mean it looks like 
um, our date is going to be shifted back a little bit in terms of like mask removals um, of all those kind of policies being removed. So it looks like we've that's probably going to be happening next week. So I suspect over here, the mask mandate will still be in to go see the movie, which I'm in that zone of let's, you know, let's kind of go nice and slow and just kind of bit by bit and enjoy it bit in that way. But it's definitely your choice then of how you want to do it. So I can at least say, uh, the fact that I've been to an event now does mean I'm a bit more like, well, I could go, but um, that's kind of the, how it all works out. But obviously with Loki itself, what did you think of that episode? Uh, so we're just going to jump into the review. All yeah. right. Uh, so obviously only episode one. I have not seen yeah. two, even if we wanted no. to talk about it. Um, enjoyed it quite a bit. I mean, not much more to say for that. I think um, I could have done maybe with a little bit less of retelling what had happened up to this point. Like there's that whole chunk towards the middle end of it. But other than that, um, and I understand why they had to do that. Um, other than that, it, it was a ride all the way through. It was definitely a feeling of, I know it sounds silly, but it felt like I was watching a movie. It really did. I agree it with that. Really, it. I mean, obviously, watching on a big screen definitely did change it. But the whole thing of, I think, having it, Loki and Owen Wilson doing it, to, it, it felt like you were watching a movie because that just, and it just visually just looked on a different level of like Falcon and the Winter Soldier kind of felt like a TV show sometimes. And One Division was obviously like a TV show, definitely. So this one definitely felt more like watching a movie, and it definitely. And just the visual effects, I they really pulled in. I think on pulling in from the Avengers, which I think actually helped set this movie up so much more. So because it's like you gotta think he was the main villain in one of the biggest hero movies. Loki's on a different level to me than Wonder Vision. Falcon, you know, he's on a different, you know, he's much more well-known. Obviously, he's a he's a, a Norse god, so it's a much, much more known name. But as a whole, it just felt much bigger. I mean, the whole kind of, where the way they kind of showed off um, what happened in his origin, in his timeline, which kind of, I know the whole point of it was supposed to be, well, he's the Loki from, you know, the Avengers and not the Loki from Four Ragnarok. And they kind of were like, I got to the end of that, where, well, they kind of turned him back into the Four from the Loki from, um, from where they kind of, they, they gave him the loss of his parents and they gave, they gave him that. He couldn't experience it, but he got to see it. And that kind of mellowed him out. Whether or not that makes a difference going forward. Um, but I did think that that was a way of kind of toning him down a little bit, getting him straight out of being villain mode. So not entirely sure I agree with that, actually. Because um, I got the impression, you know, he watches these videos of, of what future him is supposed to do. Yeah. And yeah, he's getting teary-eyed at the death of his mom. Uh, he gets a I little teary-eyed. Uh, oh, it was really well done. Um, and the death of Odin, obviously they yeah. briefly touched on that, but then you get to his death in yeah. uh, Infinity War and there is a very big shift in the character and it is not a mellowing. It is definitely a, oh, I cannot allow this to happen. Uh, yeah. This is, I, I will not, I, why would I sacrifice myself for this stupid thing? Why, yeah. You know, so yeah, he they were going to die. He, he now well, yeah, wants to go back. He doesn't want to go back because he knows what's going to happen. Yeah. It yeah. Is. No. So it, it's definitely a, um, oh, I'm, 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 I'm such a good guy. And I can see my story turns into, oh, 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 oh. And, and that's going to, of course, be the momentum for the remainder of this is him going, I cannot allow this to happen. I have to find a way to continue to exist past this point in time. 
Yeah. Um, it just, I mean, I loved as well Owen Wilson in this one. I mean, I'm, I'm in the camp that I've always liked him in every movie I've seen him in because I like his like laid back kind of like, you know, he's got this kind of way when he talks that is very different. And, you know, it's very, it's, it is quite charming. And I like that about him. You know, I like that. And I, you know, him being Owen Wilson and him kind of doing the talking stuff. I like that. It's like, that's what, that's his, that's what makes him stand out than everybody else. I like that. And so I really enjoyed his kind of role in, in the series, in the series so far as well. And just as a whole, you know, it just, it was, it's an incredible episode just to kick off. And I still can't believe we're on, we're on our third Marvel series this year and it's only like the middle of June and we still got, Two more to go, and pretty much, you know, most of Loki. Um, you know, we've got to, it's, it is just, and Black Widow and Eternals, you know, it's, it's just like it's, after it, you know, there's just so much. And this is just, it is, I just really enjoyed it. And I, and I know, like I said, I've watched that episode twice now. Oh, yeah. I, I will probably be seeing it again, but I will probably wait until the series is done. Mm-hmm. Depending on how it ends, I could see myself doing a rewatch of this a couple of weeks after um, because I have a feeling it will be one of those things that's better on a rewatch. We'll, we'll pick up on things that we don't know we need to pick up on at this point. Um, WandaVision of course was the same way. Uh, Less so for Falcon and Winter Soldier, but I'll still watch that one as a fun action uh, flick still. um, I think think again, like Loki just, again, just feels like a movie where you can mm -hmm. like what, Whereas Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you know, there's a lot of great stuff in that series, and I really enjoyed it. You know, it's fantastic. But there's a whole load of stuff in the middle where, like, well, I don't necessarily kind of need to see that again. It's not even necessarily that. It's you can tell that they had to hold back on some of the sequences. Like, if it had been a big blockbuster movie with a $200 million budget for the entire movie rather than split between so many episodes, uh, they would have had bigger special effects, bigger mm-hmm. explosions and so forth. And really they needed to save a lot of it for the sixth episode, yeah. which did not hinder the show at all. But I agree with what you're saying. It, it, it doesn't quite hit that. This is a movie in TV form. Whereas this yeah. first episode of Loki, you're like, Oh yeah, this is totally a movie. And I was going to think one of the very small touches that they do that, that really enhances it is those memory sequences. You know, the yeah. ones we already talked about uh, him seeing the deaths and also him seeing, you know, his greatest highlights, like getting yeah. beaten by the Avengers was they didn't just show the scene. They actually cut it all out. Yeah. Giving it a profile view, uh, which they didn't have to do. And it required extra work on their part, but it took away the feeling that we're just watching a movie. Uh, yeah. They're watching a movie at that point. We get the feeling that the TVA, uh, is on a different level. They, yeah. they have a different type of technology than we're used to. The way they're displaying stuff is different. It gives it that alien feel to it, mm. which kind of elevates the show just a little bit. It's a very small thing. Mm. Yeah, just as a whole, it's just, it, it's definitely, a, um, it's, it's, well, it's just going to be one, it's going to be, I think, one of the better, one of the better Disney Plus originals that we're going to be saying. For, uh, you can tell that just from what we've seen so far. Absolutely. Um, uh, but I wanted, I, I just wanted one last thought on this. I, I know that the uh, the Infinity Stone paperweights has been a bit of a controversy. I want to go on the record. I thought that was one of the best scenes in the show. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> it was just like I had just four of them. Oh yeah, we, I we want one. Use, but, yeah, I, um, if, if we are not getting that as merch at some point during this, I will be horribly surprised. They, they would be this, missing a huge opportunity. And this is like they're setting up the whole thing of multiverses, and you know, they, we're going in down that line of. I mean, this was like, okay, you know, I we always thought like, one division was supposed to be introducing of the multiverse, 
this was the multiverse introduction. You know, I mean, that, I mean, we did literally get Miss Minutes telling us how it worked. Um, and it was that kind of thing of, okay, now they're really going in on the multiverse now. They've, they've going all in. And they're trying to kind of try and keep it, I think, a little bit more simpler than maybe in the comic books. By the I hope so. Well, I think this whole thing of like there being one timeline that's the proper one and everything else is off of it seems to be their way of doing the multiverse of like there are some changes which might you know this is obviously going to have a big impact i think on spider-man far from home later this year of you know where you know something's going to break or something you know how is loki going to affect you know is all of this all it i don't know it's it's starting to feel a little bit more like one division and loki have really helped set up what might be happening in far from home you know yeah and yeah uh, this was a question I had going into the series. It's like, why is Loki getting tracked down by the TVA instead of uh, the Avengers, which they addressed, kind of, <laughs> and and also Gamora, who we also saw kind of breaking the timeline. And I'm wondering if uh, that's going to loop in, or if they're just going to hand wave it away. Oh no, that, that was supposed to happen. Gamora is supposed to. Well, they bounce. kind of did. They kind of say, well, no, that was supposed to happen. It's just like, and you're like, so really, you let them, you let Thanos wipe everybody out and let everyone like suffer for five years for. Never, never yeah. mind. We'll go for that one. But I, I definitely like that whole. I'm glad they fixed that. So it kind of on the lines of, yeah, don't keep bringing that up. We, we, we've that's that had to happen. <laughs> it, it's, it's not a great explanation for it. Honestly, it, it definitely has the feeling of, well, we'll pick the events for plot convenience where the TVA <laughs> is going to become involved. But it's better than nothing. So. Yeah. I'll give them that at the moment. And it's entirely possible that we will get more of an explanation for why Loki specifically is a divergence, whereas the Avengers was not, or where potentially Gamora is not. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely going to be fun to see how this one works out. Um, And I can't wait for you all to see next week's episode. Um, Let's now move on to Star Wars, the bad batch. Um, I think arguably maybe one of of the better episodes we've seen for a while. I think the introduction, you know, we had obviously Captain Rex in there. But the whole thing with Wrecker going, you know, they've been building on this, you know, and the idea that they had to remove the chips. And I'm glad that they've kind of done that now and they've fixed that whole, in some way, I didn't know how long they were going to drag that out. And I'm kind of glad in some ways that they've just, they've removed that problem now. You know, we're yeah. not going to have that moving. And um, I mean, obviously they grabbed Crosshair, but now the, now the group of them are done. They did a little story, obviously, with Wrecker, but... It's, I'm kind of glad that they've, you know, they were building. We knew something was building, but I'm glad that they did that. Yeah, I'm glad they got this story out of the way. I mentioned last week that potentially, you know, each of the members would slowly fall mm-hmm. to the influence of Order 66. Um, and I, I'm really glad they did not do that story. I'm glad they kind of nipped it in the bud. We got some drama with, with Wrecker, but they resolved the issue and now they got to go after Crosshair. I agree. This is one of the better episodes, primarily because, as you mentioned, it is something that they had set up for several episodes already. We had seen Wrecker getting the headaches last episode. We saw him starting the good troopers follow order mantra, but breaking off. Um, So taking the time to set these stories up really does uh, make them more impactful. Uh, it, It was a little convenient that Rex just kind of randomly showed up, but yeah, it was still good to see him. So, and also he's like setting up what they're doing next as well. Um, kind of you know getting them involved with some kind of rebellion because obviously that seems to be the way they're going with that one, which makes sense. I mean, we know it's coming. Um, 
I did like, I was like at the end when they kind of zoomed out and they were being watched. Like, oh, it's Crosshair. And it's like, no, it's not Crosshair. You know, it's like, um, they're just being, you know, they are being monitored. They're being watched. The fact they've been declared dead as well. I mean, that was the other thing. Well, so they were being watched by the local authority um, and yeah. the local authority is going to contact the Empire. I did like the fact that this is the planet uh, Bracca, which is the starting planet of uh, Star Wars Fallen Jedi Order. This is the one that yeah. you start on uh, when you're playing as the, the kid. Oh, the Wrecker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so a nice little tie-in there. Obviously, this entire series so far has definitely been Dave Filoni going, let's play with every single <laughs> toy we can. Uh, uh, but I do mention Fallen Jedi Order specifically because um, I'm finally, it's been out for like a year now, I'm finally getting around to uh, playing it probably starting this weekend. Oh, they've also just done a patch for Xbox S that, and X. That was actually the that was actually the final push. I'm like, all right, yeah. I no longer really have an excuse to do this. Um, yeah, I actually could. Yeah, I might replay that one because the storyline is actually really cool on that one. Um, I played it. For, um, but so no, it, it is, and I'm liking that they're connecting all these dots, and then it might be also a way of bringing that character in um, as well. Um, but as a, as a whole, you know, I that, that was a solid bad batch episode. And again, that planet just looked amazing. I mean, they really did kind of, it just looked stunning. So what really stood out to me with this is, you know, the, the animation style is still very much Clone Wars. Like you can see it's an evolution of Clone Wars, but where they've really stepped up the game was in the lighting. Because um, obviously they, they're using flashlights for a lot of this because uh, they're exploring through the ship. And you see the dust particles all over the place. And you mm. see the way the, the, the shift between in the light and in the dark just extremely well done. It's a, it's a it's a very good, well made series. I'm definitely I'm really enjoying this one, and it just it's just nice having you know. I mean, we're like new Marvel, new Star Wars every week. I mean, I know it's not a live action series that would have been. I think Bad Batch as a live action series would be a, would be fun. That would but, have been great. Yeah, but you know, maybe one day. But in some ways, it's way there. But I, I'm really enjoying that episode. Um, let's now talk Big Shot. So this is the penultimate episode. And so this is all about Coach Corn getting an offer and then we're finding out about the offer and really kind of leveling up, getting ready for that kind of big finale next week. Um, again, just a really good episode. Nice and solid. Getting everything in place. This is that, you know, we seem to say, I feel like we say this a lot about the, the penultimate episodes of it's all about getting all the pieces in place, ready to do that last few moves to kind of do it. And, that's definitely what this one felt like. Well, I mean, in traditional storytelling, that is what the penultimate yeah. episode is for. It's to, to set up the final conflict. Yeah. Very rarely you'll get a show where like, all right, we'll do the final conflict and the penultimate and then uh, wrap up the smaller storylines. But it's yeah, not so much, it's not so much. That. I just wish sometimes I do it maybe in episode eight and nine, you know, like kind of, oh, yeah, yeah. you can use episode eight to kind of, you know, move some, it's like, it, we, we do seem to be getting in that zone with like, and I definitely feel like that with high school musical this week, where it's like, Oh, we're in the middle of the season and you've got nothing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> kind of that that symptom that we've talked about plenty of times with broadcast television, particularly yeah. uh, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or the CW shows where it's like, well, we've got to fill 22 episodes. So um, they're going to spend the entire episode in a time loop because we can or whatever, you know, yeah. it, there there is a certain amount of that. The, Big Shot hasn't really had that problem. No. Um, but you did also notice like a, a bit of, Oh, we've got to wrap up a couple of storylines yeah. to get out of the way. The big one, like yeah, the big one being um, the one girl uh, yeah. confronting her 
her mother slash aunt about her parentage and then um the other girl is she getting led on by this girl this guy from the other school and so on and so yeah clearing stuff out yeah no it's, it's, it was a it was it was a good episode um next week's you know um i think you know it would be it's a kind of weird thing of it like you know this is such a great show for disney plus and i wish more people were watching it because i definitely feel like it's un- it's just on a different level than we've seen with the the other like disney side of the live action series it's much more sort of mature and just just much more well written it's just much more well made as a whole the characters are much more well-rounded i think they're much more likable because they've got problems and stuff that's i'm it is yeah it's just kind of weird thing i think with having like uh obviously the mighty ducks in high school musical big the big shot just feels in a different league to them yeah 100 percent. and i was thinking about this earlier in the week i think one of the things that set big shot uh apart especially from mighty ducks but also from other shows in general is while these uh basketball players are a little bit of the underdog they're not coming from the bottom uh that was the big problem with mighty ducks was like uh, i do not absolutely believe in any sense that these kids could take on the current mighty ducks team whereas with the girls in big shot you're like yeah if they put in the effort i could absolutely see them outplaying and and getting an upset against uh carlsbad yeah so now again just a great episode and just a really good series looking forward to next week's for that one and did you watch this week's high school musical no i did not (laughs) right so here we have the they, they have a party in a barn and um, I think it was it Seb sings the climb, and there's a lot of just like, just like teen drama romance of like who likes who, and I was a little bit like, oh. it kind of got to the end of the episode again. We are no, that was such a filler episode, and it was it. I don't know. It just it was just just really boring. I just did not really just. I was like, oh. it's like the show was had. It's got. I don't know what it is. It's just like it's just like they they're, they're all getting their chance to shine because I mean there's some great before. Seb, you know, he puts. I think Seb he puts on a, a great performance. He sings it fantastic and he really puts his heart and soul into it, and that's really great. And then um, is it Sophia? She does a, an amazing dance singing number. It's great. You know, these performances are fantastic, but the story just is just so dull. It, it's just um, it's just like you know it's like great performances just like tied up with some really just dull intro- i don't know i just really struggling with this series of like you know well, where are we going there's no like i know they got this whole thing or we're going to go up against this other high school it's like well would that in a competition well really it's like well there wasn't a single beauty in the beast thing really going on in this one um i don't know it it, it was. It's a bit of an odd one. I don't know because I think they have extended it like two episodes. This was like one of those. Well, this was just one that we didn't. We didn't need. Um, yeah. Maybe it'll turn out that there's like some pl- subplot in there that'll be important later on. I, I don't know. Yeah. No. I, I just again. I was just. I was just feeling a little bit along the lines of, wow. This is definitely in like the lower tier of my um like Disney Plus. It was just like okay, fine. Just very average. Just I just didn't really um. Again, so the performances, the singing and the dancing bits of it were fantastic. You know, I'm not disputing that that was good, but the story as a whole was just like this. Has went nowhere. Nothing, you know. Oh, so Nina just decided to stay. We kind of worked that out. <laughs> it was <just> like, <laughs> you know, you know, it was kind of it really. Um, it's it is very strange, and I, and I'll be honest, 
it does feel a little bit along the lines of such a missed opportunity with like trying not to use her because she's such a big star now of like you know of trying to use her storyline but that was it that was it for high school musical we also had Zenimation season two so we had eight new um, episodes drop they also at the same time dropped the longer version so this is just like a combination of all like different animated movies put together with a theme with like an was it ASMR kind of audio like rain and like let's do typewriters and just if you want something to relax you put this on my only issue with it and it really does annoy me with it is the aspect ratio for the uh, for the animation is like jumping like big widescreen small you know the new obviously difference between like Pinocchio and Frozen 2 you know yeah they are filmed in different formats but there's like they just it was like zooming in and out all the time and that was the my one my one that thing that was a little bit jarring and like it would have been nice if everything was in the same like standard like format you know maybe they made them square for all of them you know kept the newer ones the same size as the old ones or put a border around them or something rather than just going you know because we were jumping around so many different styles of and they're like why was why is like tangled in a different format it just i don't know it just it's that was my one annoyance with it but other than that it is what it is i it's i see what they've done with it and i think it's a good idea and it's but it's not something I would want to watch. If it had music in it, I'd probably a bit more different, but it's just the sound of rain. And I, it, I don't. Quite yeah. Understand. There's a certain popularity for him. Obviously yeah. we've talked about this plenty. Has there been quite a few of this type of uh, thing dropping recently? Um, the aspect ratio, like they could have cropped things. I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's literally backgrounds. They're not telling a story. Yeah. with this it's not critical that you you know you keep the frame on pinocchio in the middle of it's like he's not even there just just crop him or or as you said put a border around him it's it's just i mean, I mean like, even for me like you know i mean i only do basic video editing but it felt a little bit like well i do try to make them at least you know if you're going to have a small picture you put a background in it rather than i don't know it just and it didn't get me why like things like the newer movies were still had squares around them it just I don't know. It just, it was my one annoyance. And it was like, you shouldn't really have this with an annoyance. This thing's supposed to calm me down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, in theory, I think, I think that is the point. Um, I, I will say though, thank you for putting a long form one in there. Appreciate that. But as we get more and more of these, it's absolutely something that should be on your to-do list to make a playlist feature um, and let us just make our own uh, combo in some from Zenimation one from some Zenimation two. Let's do some of those, uh, those star Wars walkthroughs or the planet ones, put them all, let us build our own playlist and, and cycle the, it. Cause that's the thing that biodomes one was biomes one was so well done. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I mean, I mean, let's be honest, they can do a Zenimation with the Pixar movies. Cause they're not, obviously they can do that as well. I think it's an, a great idea. I just, there was that, that was my one little, it's not for me, but I kind of was a bit like with that, that jumping around a little bit in terms. I didn't, it definitely felt like that could have been sorted a little bit. It just felt a bit weird, but um, nevertheless, so that was animation season two. I mean, there's not really much more to say on that one. Um, did you happen to watch the glooming this past week? I did. Uh, and do we know, is it called the glooming? The glooming? Well, I, was, I, I wasn't I actually sure. Glooming. Well, we're going to brand new star original drop onto Disney plus this week called the glooming, which is an Australian TV series made for Stan, which is a streaming service in Australia by ABC who then ended up selling it in America to stars. 
which is then now in a legal battle with Disney over Stars Plus in Latin America. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so it's available now on Disney Plus in the UK and Ireland. So we get the first episode. And obviously in Australia, it's on um, it's on Stan. And I think in Canada, it might be on Crave or Stars. It might even be on Star. I think it's on Stars there. So it's all over the place. So we got this first episode on the UK and me and my wife watched it earlier this week and we really enjoyed it. This was like what my wife referred to as a proper television series. This is something that we would watch normally on ITV. You know, it was like she said, it was like, that was like, she said, well, that was like a show she would watch, you know, with a bit of supernatural things. Cause it's basically got uh, two Australian cops detectives trying to track down um, a killer of uh, so you know they opens up with someone that's been um sort of killed and they gotta do an autopsy. I mean some of it's a little bit um weird and and kind of leaning in on that side of things, but also you've got like all the village, all the town has all got hidden secrets and they're all and we gotta work out what's going on and we'll be getting a new episode every week. Um so yeah it's well what do you think of this one? Yeah, uh, so just to specify for American audience, it is on Stars. The entire series is available. I'm only watching one episode at a time. Uh, so Roger and I are going to stay on the same pace on this. Yeah. Um, enjoyed it overall. I was a bit confused at the beginning. They were throwing a lot of different people in. As it turned out, there were a couple of time jumps in there as well. Yeah. Um, it gives a kind of a true detective vibe, actually. Ex- which ex- X-Filey as well. A little X-Filey, yeah. Kind of a true detective cross with X-Files. Um, or a true detective where if the supernatural stuff was actually supernatural. Yeah. Um, that said, like I said, a little bit confused at the beginning. Um, a big part of my brain was going, why are you sending this guy out to, cause he had to come in from uh, yeah. Melbourne. I think it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like, you're literally sending the one guy in your team who has like 50 different conflict of interest in this case. What are you doing? <laughs> like the second they find that girl's um, ID, ID card and it's from the murder from 20 years ago yeah. that he was present at, yeah. be like immediately you're off the case. You, we can't have you anywhere near this. Well, it's almost like the thing like the Melbourne office go, oh, we really don't like you and you used to live there. So that, I, that's your problem. Um, and I mean, you get the whole thing as well, like with like Tasmania, like not really liking the mainland and, and him coming back and, the fact that his cat was named after her shows that there was something that had happened between them. You know, they obviously were a, a item at some point or, and she just was not happy to see him. <laughs> she was not, not happy in the slightest. Um, but like the whole thing, like, you know, she's not, she's obviously doesn't like her, you know, her ex-husband. There's something going on with the property developer. He's really creepy. Um, well, that, that girl, it, that woman from the, ballet studio the dance studio as well yeah she's creepy and then you got the guy that's running the school and he's creepy but i think i remember seeing him in like home and away on neighbors or something and he was yeah, <laughs> that's kind of thing but yeah it was it, it was definitely a show going oh this is this is yeah i was like yeah me and my wife we're going to be in on this series this is be something that we'll watch so yeah. i think i think for people coming into it um the last five or six minutes are really going to decide whether you're into this or not because mm-hmm. uh, there's some weird stuff that happens right at the end uh won't spoil it for people yeah. if they want to check it out but pretty graphic pretty graphic and weird the yeah. it, not like super weird we're not talking like david finch twin yeah. peaks weird but definitely kind of like what's going on here is it real is it a hallucination obviously we know that the show is based a little supernatural so it's probably real but 
Um, ultimately, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to get at least a few more episodes. I'm not 100% on it, but I'm also more into it than I was with, like, say, High School Musical. So, let's see. Well, this is the, well, we, 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 as I said, we had a discussion earlier this week where we've kind of, um, we're going to try and incorporate some more of the star content, but and James is going to watch at our pace of what we're getting on Disney Plus because Hulu like is like this week. Hulu got all of uh, Love Victor season two. So next week, um, me and James will talk about the first episode because even though I've seen the first four episodes, I want to try and keep on the Disney Plus pace. Um, and you know, we're going to have other shows coming up in the future that um, you know, for a big chunk of the audience, you know, you're in the UK, Australia, Canada, across Europe. You know, it's all going to be a part of it. So we we are going to just try and keep on the uk and, on the, yeah and of course if you're in america it's available to you on hulu or in this case stars yeah um so it's not like it's content that yeah. that you just have no access to or you're just going ha ha this is something only the uk yes yeah. it's not on disney plus um but it is available well the, the thing is as well is ultimately like we i sort of this whole thing with like star and i was talking about this with my parents the other day of like it's drastically changed like what content we have access to uh, in terms of all the star originals i mean i know just from like the website and the youtube channel like so we're covering so much more content because of the addition and i've had a few people you know i had one yesterday going well what, why are you talking about love victor it's not on disney plus it's like but for 17 countries around the world it is you know and there you know there's a big population of you know you <laughs> you know it's like you know there's a big chunk of our audiences there and it's like the disney streaming bundle is obviously a big thing in the US and who and i think we're only going to see more and more uh, you know mixing up between the two of everything but it is kind of it is just kind of interesting of like someone's well having having some different kind of shows and you definitely like the glooming is so different from everything like you're watching and obviously Loki's slightly different, but things like a high school musical and is so different. And this is where like, you know, I mean, I like this past week, you know, we've watched, you know, we had a new episode of big sky, new episode of Modoc, new episode of Grownish, you know, and they're all dealing with different issues and, and it, and it does make your, your television so much more varied. And I mean, I do feel like it's like, uh, what, and also we've been watching Genius as well, the Aretha. You know, we had two new episodes yesterday drop. I haven't got around to watching them yet because of, of London kind of threw me off for two days. Um, but it is, you know, we are getting so much more content and it is, it just makes, it is making life so much more interesting. I'll be honest, it's really helping. Um, I, I mean, I am watching all the star originals because obviously, the, but it's more fun. I'm just finding like, you know, when we were looking back at like it six months ago and like some shows you'd be like, oh, I don't really, you know, why am I watching this kind of thing? Whereas there's a load of these shows like, well, I would have been watching this if it'd been on Sky or, you know, Netflix or something else. But it's nice being able to watch like a bit more mature. And I think we are going to see, I think we are going to see a massive shift eventually at some point in the US with how they're doing Hulu and Disney Plus. They're just going to get Comcast out of the way. But yeah, so I said, it's, there's a lot of fun having all these star originals dropping on Disney Plus and just watching different things. It, it really does make a massive difference. Have you picked out anything else off Hulu yet? Have you been looking around? You might... uh, no, it's mostly going to be this weekend. I will be checking out. Yeah. Um, I'm going to check out the first episode of Love, Victor season one just to get yeah. kind of acquainted with it. And then I'm, unless I get like super engrossed into it, I'm just going to jump straight to season two, episode one, so we can talk about that yeah. next week. Um, and I'm planning on getting caught up on Modoc. I actually need to double check where you are at in Modoc so I know how far to go. I think we're episode four was yesterday. We'll, um, we'll link up to make sure. Yeah. Uh, but um, 
plan to check that one out. Yeah, no, uh, it is. Yeah, and I'm just going to think what else we, because I mean, who's got? There's some great originals on there, um, and there's a lot well, of originals as well that are like have been on other networks and stuff over here. Um, I'll probably be taking a look at Lucifer. I think that's so far the only MCU that's- show that I have not seen, or not Lucifer. Sorry, Hel- Hellstrom. Yeah, uh, yeah, mixing up my universes here. Um, and then, yeah, I've got to double check the list. I know in the last year, year and a half or so, I've been like, oh, if I ever get a Hulu subscription, I'll want to check that out. If I, I want to check that out. Um, I have them written down. I just need to go check with that list. We will not be talking about them uh, because not only have they been released in the US, they've also been released, released everywhere else. So this is yeah. not like um, looking forward at the stuff yeah. that, that's coming out. But then as new stuff comes out, such as Live, Love Victor and then more well, future got, shows we've got catching up with like, us. we've got we're gonna have shows like uh, only murderers in the building we'll have shows like um dope sick the dropouts there's gonna be um some other big shows dropping um onto uh disney plus internationally and this is gonna basically if it's a it's kind of hard with hulu originals because not every hulu original is um international but most of them kind of are but yeah, there's just a lot of content coming. Um, you know, we've there's a lot of different shows coming in. I mean, <laughs> it's still like kind of weird. Like we got like I think in the UK we've got War of the World season two starting next month, and then in August we're getting Walking De- Walking Dead, and then like I will not be watching that one. No, well I've only I've only seen the first episode of the the pilot episode, and they're all dropping onto Disney Plus next month along with the Golden Girls. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good combination. <laughs> And, and I will say in 100% honesty, if you told me I had to watch one of the two, I'd probably pick the Golden Girls. Well, I'm, I have to watch it because I really don't remember that show because that's dropping in the UK on the 2nd of, of July. Um, but it's like Walking Dead. I'm going to give give one or two episodes ago, see how we get on with it. Because my wife didn't want to watch it, but I, I, don't, I don't really think how I can plow through 10 seasons in, in eight weeks. It might be a I mean. Time. I mean, to be fair, the the Walking Dead seasons are closer in length to what you're used to on the British side. We're not yeah. talking about super long. I oh, think, I think later seasons got up to what, like ten episodes or something oh, like right. that. So they're not twenty two, twenty. Because I was thinking, like, I don't I was, think so. <laughs> I can't give you two hundred episodes in six. And I think, I think the first season's like Breaking Bad. I think the first season's yeah. only like six episodes. I, I might be gonna, completely wrong about yeah, that. So I'm gonna have to have to carry on with that one there. Um, yeah, it's just like I said, like, nice as having a lot of choice, and obviously now with the originals being split up a little bit as well, that's always a good thing. I mean, we've kind of been saying we kind of needed that, but yeah, it's nice kind of having a little bit of a breakdown with like Loki a few days earlier. But there we go. So that is all of this week's show. Let us know in the comments below what you've been enjoying and what you've um, what you thought of all the shows. Love to hear your thoughts. Remember, you can also go check us out over at What's On at Disney+. Plus. You can subscribe on audio and video platforms and you can support us through Patreon or YouTube channel members from as little as $2 a month. On that note, guys, thank you very much and we shall see you guys soon. Laters. Later.